So Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So what if a person falls into sin? Does that mean that they lost their salvation? Let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Hey, thanks for joining our podcast here. Uh, we're going to talk about some questions that came in from the sermon, Love by yeah. Obedience Alone. So if you haven't watched that, you should check it out here on our YouTube channel. Yep. Uh, but that sermon was based on these verses from John chapter 14 right here. Uh, it's Jesus' words. He says, he who has my commandments and keeps them, mm-hmm. it is he who loves me. And mm-hmm. also this, he who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. Mm-hmm. So those are some words from Jesus talking about love by obedience, right? Mm-hmm. And um, some of the questions that came in are these, I'll read two of them. We'll, we'll talk about this. Mm-hmm. So the first one says, if someone walks with God for a time in their life, then walks away from actively living out their faith, but still claims to be a Christian, are they? Mm-hmm. And then the other question is, if I am sinning and not walking close to God, does that mean I was never saved to begin with? Yeah, great questions. I mean, yeah. those are, that's important for us yes. as believers to uh, to wrestle with. Yes, and, and I think everyone has asked this question, these questions that, at some point in time. That's true, and that's good. Yeah. There are answers, and we're going to deal with those today. Mm-hmm. So uh, I appreciate them being asked yeah, and opportunity absolutely. to answer them. So uh, I think to answer these, and we'll, we'll do this in a couple of different uh, versions today and talk about how it plays out, but I think we have to go back to what it means to be saved to begin with. Because mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about, you know, can I have salvation, lose salvation? If this person does this, does that mean they don't have it, never had it? Yeah. We've got to talk about, well, what does it mean to be saved to begin with? Mm-hmm. So we go back to some basics. And have they, to. They are this. Uh, salvation is something we receive because of his grace and by our faith. So it has nothing to do with my church attendance, uh, baptism, mm-hmm. Bible reading, or even praying a prayer, as yeah. hard as that is for yes. lot of folks to take in. Yeah, that is not salvation. Yeah. That is not what earned you salvation. That's right. And so we often equate that with that. We've sat in churches and we've we've heard messages and and in certain <laughs> denominational groups, those things have been pushed heavily yeah. so that this idea of salvation is really built more on doing those things, doing mm-hmm. good things that that in, indeed gains you your salvation. Yeah. So, but salvation is clear. Uh, Romans 5, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Not justified by church attendance, yeah. not justified by walking an aisle, not justified by yep. praying a prayer, not justified by uh, baptism, any, yeah. any other piece you want to add in. Yeah. Justified by faith, by, by receiving Christ as my Savior, that gives me salvation. Yes. That's not by doing, not by maintaining is another idea. Is that, right. okay, yeah, I true. must now, with I need to keep up yep. and, and not fall. Yeah. And if I fall, uh-oh, yeah. something might happen. Yeah, Because then that person is believing, I have this salvation mm-hmm. because of what I have done, <clears throat> right. or because of what I am doing, because yep. I read my Bible, because I do pray yep. God loves me. Yep. So second thing, uh, when you're saved, you become a new creation. Mm-hmm. You didn't just get a, a diploma certificate, uh, you know, a letter from the church or something like that. No, you became something you had not been before. Yes. New in Christ. Yes. 
2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Yeah. You became alive. You became something that had not existed before. Exactly. Yeah. Old things passed away. All things become new. So exactly. uh, once you become new, you can't stop existing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can't undo your existence. Yeah. Again, the, like the you've been born again. That's the only way into heaven is you've been yeah. born again. And so yep. I heard uh saying one time, it says there are no good people who make it into heaven. Hmm. It's only people who have been forgiven. That's true. Only those who have been born again. It's true. Right? Yeah. So that's, there's death to the flesh. Mm-hmm. It's all the picture of baptism. <clears throat> death yep. to your old self. Yep. And now you've been born again. You've been made new. You're a new creation. All of those yep. things. That's not because of what you've done, you've been made new, but because of Jesus, yep. he's made you new. That's right. And and salvation is an act of God, mm-hmm. not an act of you. Mm-hmm. And, and it and and as a result, it's permanent. What he does, he doesn't undo. Yeah. So uh, Romans eleven twenty nine says, "For the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. Yeah. <laughs> they can't be undone. He doesn't change his mind. Say, ah, that was yeah. a bad idea. I yeah. can't do that. No, he doesn't undo what well, he did in you. Um, and then we also know." that nothing can separate us from his love. Whatever happens from that moment on, nothing can separate us from his love. Romans 8, 38 and 39, Paul says, I'm persuaded that nothing can. And he gives a long list there of things. He says that none of these can separate us from the love of God, which yeah. is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Yeah. So uh, as a result, we're, we're invited to this kind of great salvation and mm-hmm. we're invited to rest in it, Yeah, to just come to... Take a breath, let it all out. Exactly. Peace. Um, uh, Ephesians says, for by grace, you have been saved, have been. Yes, Past done. tense. Uh, through faith, not of yourself. It's a gift. You received it. It was handed to you. It's not of works. If it was, you'd have something to boast about, and you don't. Yeah. So Absolutely. Um, we're not saved because we stop sinning. That's important. That's a, that's a take it in moment right yep, there. yep. We are saved because we trust in Jesus as Savior for our mm-hmm. sin. You will sin less, but you will not be sinless. Yeah. Say one more time. <laughs> you will sin less than yeah. you did before, but you will not be perfection sinless. Yeah. So you will have been made right. Yes. In your standing with God, yep. you will have been justified. Mm-hmm. But there is a process of growth in our life of a putting sin to death, yeah, and walking in the Spirit, yeah. And so um, that kind of brings up the uncomfortable subject that yeah. a lot of churches don't like to talk about. Then is the fact that you are still going to sin as a believer, yeah. But that shouldn't be news to us it's not mm-hmm. <laughs> we know it personally yeah, exactly it may not be talked about a lot yeah but it is true yeah and it's not permission to do whatever you want no sin <clears throat> but sin will still occur in your life yeah that's right and, and the bible speaks to all of that we're going to do yes. that some today yes absolutely like one of these verses right here the bible speaks very very clearly to this first john Two says, my little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. Again, mm-hmm. this is instructions yep. towards the end of that you may not sin. Yeah, that's and the goal. Sin less, but we will not be sinless. Right. 
So it says, and if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father. Yeah. If anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, and that's Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins. He's the payment. He's the yep. transactional yep. payment for yep. our sins. It's not yep. just an, uh, oh, if I sin, then what? But when mm-hmm. I sin, I know mm-hmm. I have an advocate. Yeah. And so the implication of John's writing here is that when it happens, yes. if anyone sins, in other words, it's going to happen. Yes. So that means that it's a built-in factor, not yeah. a not a built-in desire, no, uh, but a reality that mm-hmm. in this life, while we still live in this body that is dying, yes, uh, our spirit is living and it's increasing in life, mm-hmm. but this body and its old patterns are dying. I'm going to, from time to time, yield and sin, um, but. I have an advocate in heaven when I do. Yeah. So uh, we're called to walk in obedience. We're called to grow. We're called to change, uh, to grow up in the faith. That's why we need the church. That's why we need others around us. Hebrews talks about leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. In chapter 6, verses 1 and 2, he says, let us go on to maturity or let's grow up. And he says, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and Mm -hmm. faith toward God. In other words, that's foundational. I repented. I have now been made new in Christ. He says, that's that's foundational. That's elementary. That's important. Mm -hmm. It's the foundation. It's the basis. You got to get that done. But you can't just keep doing that. Once that foundation of a house is laid, you move on. You build the walls. Yeah. Um, when we're in elementary school, it's foundational to learn the alphabet and numbers. Mm-hmm. That's important. But if you're in 11th grade and you're still learning alphabet and numbers, you're not learning. Something's happened. You yeah. haven't gone on. We got to get past this. And, and and the way Hebrews writes it, that is elementary, and we've got to get this settled. He says, let's mm-hmm. go on uh, and and get past even the doctrine of baptisms, the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. Yeah. You know, they'll sound like, wow, those are all important things. And and the writer puts all those in the elementary category. Yeah. Because that, the thing with the elementary is you have to have the elementary in order to get into further grades. Yeah. You know, you have to have the foundation in order to build the house. Yep. You can't just skip these things, yep. but you have to be solid on them and say, this is what is the foundation of what I believe. It is this right here. Right. And that my sin has been paid for and I am now accepted, redeemed, whole, and nothing can snatch me out of the yes. Father's hand. You build on that. Yeah. That's not a, okay, Throw it over my shoulder. Maybe I'll I'll bring that back if I need to. No, that's what that's the lens of everything in this life. Yep. That is that is our that's our lifestyle. Yep. Settle it and move on. Mm-hmm. So Hebrews would write again. The book of Hebrews in chapter ten would say, "This is the covenant I'll make with them in those days," says the Lord. I'll put my law into their hearts and in their minds. I will write them. In other words, He's going to give us a new set of desires. Mm-hmm. And he adds, their sins and their lawless deeds, I will remember no more. Again, yeah. foundational. In fact, that's what allows you to move on. Yes. So we've got to settle this before we really go on and address these other issues. Yeah. That Now, I am secure. If I have put my faith in Jesus, if I believe he paid for my sin, yeah. if I believe I cannot do this on my own, I'm saved. Yes. That's done. 
you you were an infant when you started it, and you may still be a childlike have mm-hmm. childlike faith at mm-hmm. this point. But you're in. You're you're secure. Exactly. You're safe. Nothing can snatch you out of the Father's hands. Yes. And that's what's so important about this is that we have to understand that this happened even while we were still sinners. Yeah. Christ died for that's us. True. We love because He first loved us. Yeah. Whenever doubt and confusion and stress and all of these things start creeping in. It's mm-hmm. because the, the knowledge of God's unconditional love for us has started to fade in our own eyes. We've started to look at our scenarios over uh, the foundation of our faith. Mm-hmm. We've started to uh, lean on our own understanding rather than lean into what God has said to us and about us, right? And yeah, yeah. whenever we start to lose that perspective of God loves us unconditionally, yeah. then everything will start to fade. Yeah. So uh, back to the question. So yeah. what if I have put my faith in Christ, but then I go through some time and all of a sudden I find myself caught in sin? Mm-hmm. Um, does that mean I am no longer a believer? Does that mean I didn't have salvation to begin with? Um, the New Testament, if we, if you read, um, if you read it with understanding, as we're going to do some of these passages yeah. today, you start seeing behind the scenes of what's happening. You start realizing some things that maybe you've maybe missed. Yeah. So Where the dots start connecting. Yes. So so much of the New Testament if not all of it, is written to people to help them not sin. Yeah. <laughs> That's the yeah. point. Yeah, exactly. And when you hear these today, you're, you're going to go, oh, you're kidding me. That is yeah. right. That's what yeah, that exactly. really is about. Yeah. So, and, yeah. and just again, for clarification, it's not that not sinning is your salvation. No. But because of salvation, you will sin less. And yep. here are, here's how, here is why. And here's the truths to remind yourself about so yeah. that you can grow in this knowledge. Yeah. So again, I want you to hear these passages we're going to look at here and recognize that even if you are enslaved to sin for a time in your life, it does not mean you're not saved. Listen to these passages. For example, Romans 6, 12 through 14 was written to people who were enslaved in sin. He says, therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body. The fact that he was telling them not to let that happen meant it was happening, that you should obey it in its lusts. The fact that he would say, don't do this, meant it was happening. Yep. And And that it can happen even today. Yes. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourself to God as being alive from the dead and your members of uh, as instruments of righteousness to God, for sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under law, but under grace. Paul's writing to people who were in it. They were stuck in it. He yeah. didn't say, well, it's clear you guys aren't saved to begin with. <laughs> no, he says, look, you have faith in Jesus Christ. Let's don't, let's don't keep living like you don't. Yeah. Let's keep living now like those who have been redeemed and born exactly. again. Don't, don't keep living letting sin reign, be in control. Mm-hmm. Um, Galatians 6 was written to a church to say to them what to do when another member was caught in sin. Galatians 6, 1 says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in any trespass, so he says this is to Christians, brethren, mm-hmm. if a man is overtaken, someone is enslaved, caught, they can't get out, they're stuck, they're addicted, whatever it is, any trespass. 
He says, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness. He didn't say, if this happening, go tell that dude, dude, you're lost. That's not what he said. He said, if you know a man yeah. and he's a believer, but he's stuck in a sin, he's enslaved, go and restore him, help him in this matter. So again, that means a believer can be, for a time, caught in sin. Yeah. It doesn't mean they lost their salvation. Mm-hmm. Second Corinthians 5 was written to, uh, or about some people who were believers yeah. that were caught in some very destructive sin patterns. Mm-hmm. So Paul's writing there to the Corinthian church because um, they're kind of playing off this sin yeah. happening in the church. And he says... Uh, I have written to you to not keep company with anyone named a brother, so a Christian, who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard or an extortioner, not to eat, not even to eat with such a person. So he says to those who are believers, if they're caught in any of these things, help them by not just approving of what they're doing. But that means... They were believers. Yes. And they were caught yeah. in those sins. Yeah. It doesn't mean, oh, they lost their salvation. Don't yep. eat with them because they <laughs> lost right. it. Until they get it back again. Yeah, exactly. Until they can earn it back. No. Even in the book of Revelation, there's uh, letters written to seven churches. The very first one was written into an entire church. And it's Jesus who's speaking. And he says, I have this against you. You left your first love tough mm-hmm. is jesus saying that to an entire church yeah and he says he doesn't say to them well it's clear none of y'all are saved to begin yeah. with <laughs> he said remember from where you have fallen and repent and yeah. return and do the first works so jesus exactly. calls them back that again it means they were in a position of sin they were caught in a bad spot they had lost their heart's desire they had lost their first love and jesus calls them back Mm-hmm. Again, there's more instances. First Corinthians five. Again, uh, there was someone in the church who was living in sin, and it was a brother. It was a believer, and uh, Paul instructed them to deliver such a one to Satan, because he refused to repent, refused to repent, refused to repent. He says, "For the destruction of his flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus." Well, here's a man. They say, "Turn him over. Let him have the consequences of life and his sin." fall on him so that his spirit will be saved in the end. Yeah. Again, uh, just because someone's a believer does not mean they won't sin and won't even get caught in sin. That shouldn't be our, our drive, Mm -mm. but it does happen. Exactly. And even Peter, uh, in in the last uh, hours, if you will, of Jesus life, he denies even knowing him three times. And so after uh, the crucifixion, after the resurrection, after Jesus is is meeting with the the disciples, he comes and and finds them. Uh, they're having breakfast on on the seashore one day, and and Jesus has a conversation with Peter. Yeah, and you would think this is about to be grueling. Yeah, he's <laughs> so about to flame him and say, "I once said you're going to build the church, but you <laughs> lost your salvation." <laughs> no, exactly. But instead. Uh, Jesus goes to him, he says, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? And he said, yes, you know that I love you. And he said, 
feed my lambs. And the conversation goes on. But the point here is that Jesus recognized Peter as his own Mm -hmm. and he didn't uh, cast him out in this moment. He simply called him back to who he was and reminded him, I have a purpose for you. Absolutely. So for sure. Yeah. So again, to put points to all those things, to reiterate what we have been saying, the one salvation did not, and does not make you sinless. Right. Upon salvation, you don't instantly become a perfect person right. that does not sin. Yep. Um, the next one, salvation gives you a desire to sin less. Correct. Uh, a quick story. Uh, my grandpa, hmm. he, he was preaching a sermon whenever he was very young. <laughs> uh, he was probably, I think, 18. And he was preaching at a church just recently saved and... He said, y'all, I want to tell you, upon salvation, life is just perfect, and you just can, you know, accomplish whatever you want, and you'll be sinless. <laughs> and an old lady at the back of the church stood up and said, young man, you just lied to this church. <laughs> and he was shocked yeah, because she understood what life looked like from the yeah. saved person who had lived more life, where... Yep. It may feel that way whenever you first get saved and you have great experiences and all those things. Yeah. But just because you're coming off of that, um, maybe at like church camp high or mm-hmm. you just got saved and now you don't feel like it, maybe you got stuck in sin again. I think that's whenever people start to ask this question. Yeah. So I think that's where <clears throat> these points hit that person specifically. It doesn't right. make you sin sinless. Mm-hmm. It will make your desires to sin less and to yep. walk in the spirit. Yep. Um, but then salvation or sin does not take away your salvation just because yeah. you do sin does not negate what Jesus has done. You it's know? true. It's not, you don't have that power no. to do that. In fact, right? now when you do sin, you have an advocate in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> yes. And you see grace poured out in a different way. Yeah. Uh, salvation was not built on your perfection. So it can't be taken away from your imperfection. That's by true. Your imperfection. That's true. You know, that's where, uh, again, people get tripped up. They, they equate coming to Christ as, um, uh, I'm not ever going to sin again. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not real. It's yeah, not, but that that's something we have to all work through and wrestle with and come to terms with. It, it, the real issue is not whether I will sin again. Mm-hmm. That will happen. Mm-hmm. But you have an advocate in heaven, and the real issue then is is actually what you say about your sin in that moment. This is to me when someone says they're struggling struggling to know if they really are a believer or not, well, yeah. I ask them some questions. I said, well, do you believe that Jesus paid for your sin? Yes. Do you believe that he uh, loves you? Yes. Do you believe that, um, that if you ask him into your heart or you follow him with your life, that you will be saved? They say, yes, I've done that. I said, well, okay, then you are saved. Yeah. Rest do, you a, in that. do you have a desire to follow Jesus? Yes. Do you have a desire to sin less? Yes. You're saved. Yeah. By all that the Bible <clears throat> describes, you're saved. Yeah. People living in the flesh don't have those desires. No. In fact, in 1 John chapter 1, it says, if you say that you have no sin, then you deceive yourself and the truth is not in you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we're talking about someone yeah. who's, <laughs> they're denying that they've even sinned. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not saved. Yeah. Exactly. But the person who acknowledges I've sinned, uh, Jesus died for me. He is my Lord. Mm-hmm. Well, then 
you're saved and you sinned and you yes. have an advocate in heaven. Yeah, and he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Yes, that's what verse nine goes on. If we confess our sins, if you are honest or open, uh, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins mm-hmm. and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You're mm-hmm. saved, rest in that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's where most folks need to build the foundation and just be settled and move on. Exactly. Let's go build some walls now. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Because so. again, it's not the confessing that equals the salvation. It's not, it's not because I confessed my sins, now I'm saved. Yeah. But because of the humility, I understand what Jesus has done for me. I want to confess these things mm-hmm. and I know he will be faithful to, to forgive me of my sins. That's to the person who's, who's asking Jesus into their heart the first time. And yeah. it's also the one who's fallen into sin is it, and is crying out for grace again, you know, yeah. again and again. It's good. Uh, again, with all of this stuff, in some church scenarios, mm-hmm. people use verses to instill fear and to um, really present themselves as the one who are in control and that mm-hmm. they must follow the laws and the rules. Yeah. Uh, this is from Hebrews 10. It's a verse that's been used in this way. It says, for if we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins but a certain fearful expectation of judgment and fiery indignation, which will devour the adversaries. Yeah. Intense. <laughs> I remember reading that as a young Christian and just being terrified. Yeah. I thought, okay, well, I have sinned willfully after I received the knowledge of the truth. Yeah. So I'm done for. I must be gone. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Over. Let me be saved again for the 90th time. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. And I wrestled that for a long time. And, yeah. and I, I, I had to finally write down some verses Mm-hmm. Uh, like First John 1, 9, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. And I remember writing them on a card and putting them in my room where I could see it at all times. Mm-hmm. And I I had to go to that often because there'd be time I, I knew I had sinned and I thought, well, that's it. I've lost it. It's over. Mm-hmm. He, he left me. I left him. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And as I grounded myself in truth, I began to come to a place of peace. But yeah. verses like this, it's frightening. Yeah. If I sin willfully, well, this yeah. is one of those things that just alone, yes, that sounds frightening. If you yeah. understand the context of what's happening here, then you're like, oh, okay. So yeah. a little bit of context. Mm-hmm. Hebrews was written to Hebrews, Jewish people. <laughs> and these yeah. Jewish people had heard about Jesus and begun to follow Jesus. Mm-hmm. But then along the way, they thought, I don't know. This is just uh, so different than the old way, you know, the temple and taking yeah. the sacrifices. Mm-hmm. I just it just felt better for me to go to the temple, me to take yeah. the sacrifice. This whole idea of another of Jesus being the sacrifice. He's not here anymore. He's gone, and uh, it just and so they they walked away. Were walking away from Jesus as their sacrifice for sin and going back to the old way and said, "I'll start taking the sacrifices." I think I can do a better job at this. Mm. That is sinning yeah. willfully. Yeah. That is choosing to walk away from Jesus as your mm-hmm. Savior to say, I will take the sacrifice yeah. for myself. So what the writer of Hebrews is saying is, if you do that, if you make that choice willfully, after you have already heard the truth, there's no other sacrifice out there. Yeah. That lamb you take is not going to do it. Mm-mm. That those two turtle doves you're taking, that won't do it. Mm-mm. Whatever sacrifice you take won't do it. And there's nothing but a 
a fiery indignation waiting if that's all you're trusting in. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't saying in this verse, if you lust willfully after you've received the knowledge of the truth, you're going to hell. That's not what it means. I know it's been interpreted that way and been been taught by that way to people, but that's not what it means. Mm -hmm. Understood in context, it, it brings us back to what we know is true. Jesus alone is the only sacrifice for sin. And trust in him, believe in him, and rest in him. Yeah. So we don't have to fear we could lose it because he's the one that gained it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so what about those who say they believed at one point, then leave the faith entirely? They had all their church experiences. You see this very common, especially in youth ministry. Yep. Kid graduates. Yep. And then gone gone yeah i've watched that seen it. it's tragic it's sad um i guess i want to say one thing to begin with it is impossible to know another person's eternal position mm-hmm. i can't know that i cannot see into someone's soul i can't know what's going on in there and that's yeah. important um some people are struggling in their faith and they can look less Christian than someone who is a non-Christian but lives a very disciplined life. Mm-hmm. So you can't really judge. You can look on the outside and see some evidences. Yeah. But I don't care how many evidences you see. You don't see all of them, and you sure can't see the person's heart. So you can't know. It's foolish for us to think we can to begin with. Mm-hmm. And and then second to that is um, someone's outward practice does not determine their eternal destiny. Absolutely. So uh, I've seen people who have left the church and and walked away from the faith even. And I, I have to remind myself, I can't know their soul. I don't know what's going on there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what pain happened. I don't know what difficulty they walked through. I don't know what the enemy used against them. I don't know those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I should pray for them. Yeah. I should reach out to them. Yeah. It goes back to the Galatians 6 1 passage. We are to go and restore yeah. the person who has left the faith. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I should seek their heart in that to, mm-hmm. to win them back so yeah. that they can be free. Mm-hmm. That's what Jesus does and would do. Um, that's what we should do. Now, I recognize even in that, there may be some who walk and never return. And even then, I can't know. I still can't know. We have things yeah. like First John that says, you know, they went out from us, they were not, um, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would not have, con- or they would have continued with us. But they yeah. went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. That's kind of like an algebra problem in high school. <laughs> but uh, yeah. as John's way of saying um, the same thing, it's sad, it's tragic when someone went, goes out and, and mm-hmm. leaves the faith. Um, we should pray for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, ultimately, those who are truly saved, they they walk and return. They continue in the faith. Exactly. But you don't ever know for sure. Mm-hmm. You don't know the difficulties, the tragedies, the yeah. the lies they were told, the the things they experienced in church. And yeah, um, I know people that from the conversations I have with them, they are believers, best I can tell. Yeah. I, I don't know. But they experienced some terribly tragic things happen to them in church and Christian settings. And they said, I'll never go back into a church again. So it's tragic. Mm -hmm. I can't know those things about a person's soul. So 
if we know someone and they are stuck or they're stagnant, um, we should pray for them passionately yeah. to help them be free. Because Absolutely. what we what we do know is that they're they're hurting. Mm-hmm. If they have this disconnect between faith that they believe inside, but inability to live it out like they want, there's something in there and they're hurting. So pray for them. Um, We also know that uh, without the church, they're struggling. We weren't meant to live this faith walk alone. Mm -hmm. We're we're made to be dependent upon one another. I need others. Others need me. So without the church, I know they're struggling. And without others around uh, to encourage them in their faith, I know they're open to greater attack. So, those folks need attention. They need prayer yeah. and they need someone to reach out to Absolutely. them. So that's what I would say about those who you may observe that are out and away from the yeah. church or from the Lord. Yeah, you may never know what what agreements they have made. That's true. Or, um, you know, questions that were posed to them that forced them in a certain direction and then it may have just sent them off course yeah. Yeah. because of the way Jesus was portrayed to them mm-hmm. or um, misteachings they were in, mm-hmm. anything like that. And that yeah. stuff is damaging and it's 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 really heartbreaking to see that mm-hmm. happening within the churches and yep. then that ultimately to someone's whole life yeah. changing. <clears throat> it's true. So I think finally though, I would say this for each of us personally is that, we're invited by Jesus, by the scriptures, to solidify our faith. Mm-hmm. We, shouldn't, we shouldn't live guessing, wondering, mm-hmm. fearful, anxious about if I have it, don't have it, could yeah. I lose it, can, I, you know, can this happen to me, whatever. We're, we're invited to confidence of knowing nothing can snatch us out of the Father's hand. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're invited in Second Peter Uh, chapter 1, verse 10. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. Yeah. Um, In other words, drill down deep into what Jesus has done for you. Drill down deep into the fact that it's his grace and and faith, and that faith is not even of you. It came from God as a gift. Mm -hmm. Solidify that, that you're in, you're solid, you're secure. Nothing can snatch you out of his hand. He says, if you do these things, You'll never stumble. I like that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I like I You'll like never people getting to the stumble. place where they don't stumble, you know? Yeah. I, I like being a place where I'm not stumbling. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He said, get to the place where you're so certain in this that you're not stumbling all the time. You, Yes, you're going to sin, but you get back up. Mm-hmm. You, you you know you have an advocate in heaven. You know that your sins are paid for by Jesus. You thank him for that forgiveness and you move on. You don't you don't stay stumbling in the ditch all the time. You get up and you're confident. I've got an entrance waiting for me in heaven. Yeah. And there's blessing upon that life because yeah. you're living in the confidence of Jesus and not in yourself. Yes. So, uh, man, I really appreciate the questions yes. that were asked. Very, and very I good. know uh, they're relevant because this is where people live. And uh, uh, I have I have lived in this. I have walked in it. I know the difficulty of it, um, but I also know the peace on the other side of resting in security 
mm-hmm. in Christ. And there's so much more that awaits us as we build on this, build on the foundation, move on in the faith, grow up into maturity and 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 be stable. I'm secure in yeah. Christ. So good stuff. That's good. That's good. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Like, uh, subscribe, share, tell a friend, and uh, join us Join us in person, even at Vertical. We'd love to have you come be a yeah. part of what God's doing here at Vertical Churchill Villa. Lives are being changed, and we are grateful. So uh, join us in uh, lifting them up and living them out.